Yo, forgot the details. Episode uh, probably three. Yeah. What's up, JP? Hey, man, what's going on? Dude, it's been a minute <laughs> since we recorded a podcast. It's been at least like three, three, four, maybe even more months. Dude, I've gone from having a job to losing a job to right. getting a new job since the time that we recorded an episode oh last. Oh, my gosh. And I feel, I'll be honest, I feel bad yeah. that I didn't do hardly any research for this. So I'm just going to, I'm really just going to go. We're riffing. I'm just riffing yeah, and we're yeah. going to read a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Um. But our good friend is joining us, Tanner. Tanner, say hey. What's up, y'all? This Tanner, is Tanner. Tanner is a really good friend of ours. He's a great gym bro. Hey, um, Thank you. Tanner's going to riff with us. We're going to have a whole lot of fun talking about, you guys know about the October Surprise? <laughs> no, never heard of it. You guys know about the Iran Contra deal? Nah, uh, I've heard of it. Yeah, fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck surprised. yeah, dude. I was been I've been listening to and I put you guys on on onto War Mode, which is like mainly a conspiracy podcast. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like they started talking about this this Casolano guy who was a journalist and he had a pretty suspicious death, and then that kind of took me down the hole of like this seems like a pretty. This seems pretty crazy that to sum it up, uh, there's a there's a conspiracy that Reagan, then Bush, then Clinton and then Bush were basically all involved in this historic scandal that kind of got them to where they are into their political positions is like becoming president and shit. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's like pretty simple that like like H.W. Bush Got the presidency because his dad was the president. <laughs> he said, "Nice, daddy." <laughs> but like when, but you know when, when, uh, when like Daddy Bush was president, Bill Clinton was the governor of Arkansas at the time, right? That's sus. A little sus. That's a little sus. Yeah. But I mean, like, does anybody even like want to get into politics these days? Outside of people who, like, are not doing it for just, like... Their own ego. Their own ego. It (laughs) seems like such an ego trip to just, like, get into politics now. Right. I I feel like the only people who get into politics are narcissists who, like, just want to see how high they can climb. Right. Right. It's, like, crazy. It's like like if you took the idea of the corporate ladder and just, like, cranked it to 12. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's the only thing that it is. Um... All right, enough wasting time. I'm gonna uh, we're gonna start talking about the October Surprise conspiracy theory. The title of this says October Surprise Conspiracy Theory, 1980 U.S. Presidential Election Alleged Plot. Oh. All right, the the October Surprise Conspiracy refers to an alleged plot to influence the outcome of the 1980 United States presidential presidential election contested between Democratic incumbent President Jimmy Carter and his Republican opponent. Former California Governor Ronald Reagan. The man. I didn't. I didn't know that Ronald Reagan was a governor. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's weird. And before that, he was an actor. Yeah, <laughs> Ronald Reagan's that. crazy. I, I think California is just electing actors. I yeah. swear. Like, well, I mean, and the Arnold. Inf- Arnold. Yeah, yeah, Arnold, our boy. Arnold was a Arnold <laughs> was huge. Our king. <laughs> Do you think that they're all just like? I mean, it's like a I mean, it's a Hollywood well, yeah, place. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. it's such Hollywood's such a big thing in California. Like, I mean, hell, how many 
how many millions and millions of dollars does the movie industry right. bring into California? Right, and then if you just ha- and if you just have some sort of insider that's already working in it, how much money? Right, I yeah. would like to see that. Oh, that yeah. would be something to look into. How much, uh, like Hollywood money or Hollywood donors went to the Reagan campaign as governor, oh, and then Arnold's campaign as governor. Arnold, I imagine Arnold's would be a lot more because he was so much more popular. I mean, and movies like at his time they were blowing up right so i feel like predator terminator hell yeah cone i mean a lot of that i mean i guess conan was before his time as governor but like terminator was like closely before probably like 15 years right something like that and i mean i couldn't even name a single reagan movie yeah that's true i don't think i could either but i bet our grandparents could probably then we started listing them off (laughs) dude why do old people love ronald reagan they really do they do my parents were in love with ronald i don't get it grandparents were they tried to make me read the reagan diaries whenever i was in like high school oh my (laughs) god the reagan diaries diaries. is that a book that he wrote I'm not even sure. I don't know if it was written by somebody else or if it was just like, I think it might was kind of like a life story type deal. Oh my yeah. god, dude, that sounds like some brainwashing. <laughs> but okay, but I can't say. But okay, I can't say it's brainwashing because I definitely, as a kid, read a lot of books about the life of like Abraham Lincoln. Okay, and I really like Abraham Lincoln. But if your parents really liked Ronald Reagan, then I can see them being like this was a good man mm-hmm. it is uh, weird yeah. that that was like a very generational thing like it took one generation to realize like ronald reagan was kind of fucked the whole time <laughs> yeah he's kind of a, he kind was of like a literally guy, a puppet yeah. i mean we literally just went through a puppet presidency two puppet presidencies if you yeah. want to be honest yeah. and it's so easy to see that it was just like planted up there yeah to oh, be yeah. a movie star president yeah he, he was just up there because the people loved him and like he was uh, like a good-looking, like uh, smooth uh, talker for sure. Yeah, yeah, like like he's very dang. What's he the was word? good on the mic. Oh yeah, yeah right. for sure. Charismatic. Yeah. Oh Charismatic. yeah. Charismatic. That's what Charismatic. Was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Continuing on October surprise, one of the leading national issues during 1980 was the release of 66 Americans being held hostage in Iran since November 4th, 1979. Reagan won the election. On the day of his inauguration, in fact, minutes after he concluded his 20-minute inaugural address, the Islamic Republic of Iran announced the release of the hostages. The timing gave rise to an alleged allegation that representative of Reagan's presidential campaign had conspired with Iran. That's another thing. I got to pronounce that right. It's Iran. Oh, yeah. And Iraq. Not Iran. And Iraq. (laughs) Yeah, I I think probably... Like uh, 18 years of having Fox News being played you in the living room of my parents' ears. house has probably like morphed my brain into into being like that's Iran. Oh, for sure. That's a, a rock. That's sure. Iran. Uh, the timing gave rise to an allegation that Representative Reagan's presidential campaign had conspired with Iran to delay the release until after the election to thwart President Jimmy Carter from pulling off a quote October surprise. October surprise. It sounds kind of nice. Like it a, does kind of be sound like nice. a really nice November. I mean, not November, October dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I love a November surprise it's just in October. Halloween. It's just Halloween. Uh, right. That's the, that's oh, the October yeah. surprise like, now. Halloween. That's my candy shit after Halloween. This is my October <laughs> surprise. Oh, dude. Okay. 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 Best Halloween candy. Oh, you get to pick one. So, like, if you're trading it with kids, what has the most value? Because oh, you had, you definitely oh. traded Halloween candy as oh, a kid yeah. too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, of, of course. Oh, okay. Number one, what was it, JP? It'd be like, 
one of the high end quote unquote high end candy bar, like a Snickers or a, mm-hmm. or a Reese's cups. Like the families that gave the full sizes. Oh dude. Oh my gosh. Bro, if you got full size candy or king size, don't. Dog. <laughs> we were coming we were buying we were buying duplicate costumes just to come back to your house. We'd swap costumes with a kid. Like I would be a tall ghost and you would be a puppy dog and then I would come back and be the puppy dog after that. Well dude, I live like the neighborhood we lived in is sandwiched in between two really expensive neighborhoods. So we would always like if we if we timed it just right, right when we uh started going by ourselves we could make it to the other neighborhood just in time because the fucking rich people gave out the full-size candy uh-huh. bars. And we'd be able to hit like three or four houses in the rich neighborhood before we had to go home. Nice. So, yeah, we, we'd go over, go over there. That was experience. a fucking spooky ghost outside or something. Uh, yeah, that was her home. <laughs> That's the October surprise right there, <laughs> those, those, those spooky ladies talking in the background. Tanner, what was your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, I'm probably going to have to go with Reese's Cup as well. Hell Reese's yeah. Cup was pretty banging. Frozen uh, Reese's Cups. Did y'all see God. they made these uh, big cups recently that have the uh, Reese's Puffs yeah. inside? What? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Dude, they're, they've been like experimenting with filling up their big cups because they had one with potato chips I tried in that it. One. What? Was it good? It was... Or is it was it strange. It was I feel, yeah, I feel like it was I feel like that weird. would get so mushy, but it's like able to stay crunchy yeah. the whole time. Well, they got like it's exactly what you and... think it is. It's potato chips inside of a peanut butter cup. Dang, JP <laughs> got some drive-by juice <laughs> delivered Uber <laughs> Eats very my, quick. My Uber Eats, my Uber Eats is Juice. <laughs> Don't these ladies know it's freaking playtime? Yeah, it's the voice time. <gasps> the, I what think, type of juice did you get, JP? This is citrus for fresh. Oh my fresh. goodness. This Show me the front of it. so good. Oh dang, dude. That's hardly even got branding on it. That's yeah. going to be delicious. Wow. It's uh, It's got oranges, apples, grapefruit, ginger, and lemons. Oh, that sounds good, boy. Oh yeah. Goodbye, scurvy. I <laughs> yeah, no scurvy for me. Boys. Before I keep reading, I just want to mention any. Of the, I was not a fan of the houses that gave out like mini packs of goldfish. Oh yeah, I don't think I ever encountered one of those, but I did hate the houses that gave you like the popcorn balls. Oh yeah, my god, Dave, if you're making homemade worse. candies, get the. I mean, that's not even a candy. It's not you're making homemade it's treats. It's a fucking popcorn ball. What the hell is that? And it's gonna be hard, and it's, it's gonna. Still shit it's not worth anything in trade Mm-mm. at all no that was the last resort that was the candy like we were talking about last night the candy that you like eat is the last thing i don't even know if it makes it into that category Dude, I, I don't even think i would eat the popcorn ball to be honest no. i Toss think, it in the trash yeah i literally would would give them to my mom and she'd throw them away <laughs> <laughs> she'd take them just to be nice she'd be like oh yeah i'll take them thank oh. you <laughs> All right, back to October surprise. So, according to allegations, the Reagan administration subsequently rewarded Iran for its participation in the plot by supplying Iran Iran with weapons via Israel and by unblocking Iranian government monetary assets in U.S. Oh, banks. After 12 years of varying media attention, both houses of the United States Congress held separate inquiries and concluded that credible evidence supporting the allegations was absent or insufficient. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Oh, but whatever. All right, into the background sections. Main article, colon, 
Iran hostage crisis. In November 1979, a number of U.S. hostages were captured in Iran during the Iranian Revolution. The Iran hostage crisis continued into 1980. As the November 1980 presidential election approached, there were concerns in the Republican Party that a resolution of the crisis could constitute a, quote, October surprise, which might give incumbent Jimmy Carter enough of an electoral boost to be reelected. Basically, what they're saying, uh, the, the term October surprise basically came of, you know, some bombshell news thing is going to come out right before an election happens right. that would kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, oh, yeah. trigger, a, you know, either an outcry or just a, a, a sway of public opinion of one of one person. They they still use the term October surprise in in basically every election now. Okay, I was about to say, I feel like I hear those terms, but like I hear them less and less. Like obviously you have some that stick around like October surprise. Right. But like they used to be like every time anything happened back in those days and like up until like the Bush like administration, you'd see those types of uh like the terminology. Termin- yeah, term- yeah. Yeah. Yo, like yeah. Everything that oh, happened. Yeah. yeah, and no and it's it's not in the it's not in any other lexicon other than other politics. than politics. Yeah. It's 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 just in that. Um, okay, so the first the first printed instance of the October Surprise Conspiracy Theory has been attributed to a story, the December 2nd, 1980 issue of Executive Intelligence Review, a periodical published by followers of some people who don't care. Mm-hmm. The article cited, quote, Iranian sources in Paris as well as, quote, top-level intelligence sources in Reagan's inner circle, as saying that Henry Kissinger met with representative of... Mohammed Bahishti during the week of November 12, 1980. The story claimed that, quote, pro-Reagan British intelligence circles and the Kissinger faction, meeting with the Iranians six to eight weeks prior, had interfered with President Carter's efforts, this is, quote, quote, President Carter's efforts to secure an arms for hostage deal with Tehran. The LaRouche movement returned to the story in the September 2nd, 1983 issue of New Solidarity, stating, quote, the deal fell through when the hard-line mullahs boycotted the modules in late October. I would assume that's like a militant group in Iran. Uh, it is a legislative body of the Islamic Republic of Iran. Okay. Um, I think let's go to the chronology of this. This is when it starts to get interesting. So this is kind of the timeline of, mm-hmm. of how, this, how this kind of came to be. Um, chronology. The House October Surprise Task Force outlined as, quote, principal allegations, three supposed meetings between representative of Reagan's campaign and Iranian government officials in the summer and fall of 1980 to delay the release of the hostages. One, a meeting in Madrid during the summer. Two, a meeting at the Le Enfant Plaza Hotel in Washington, D.C. that autumn. And three, a meeting in Paris in October. The task force characterized three other alleged meetings or contacts as, quote, ancillary allegations one a meeting at the mayflower hotel in dc in early spring two a meeting at the churchill hotel hotel in london in the summer of 1980 and three a meeting at the sherry netherlands hotel in new york in january 1981 uh all right here's when we get into the timeline so in march of 1980 a man by the name of jamed hashimi who was an iranian-born trader in arms and other commodities who was later convicted of fraud in the UK in 1999. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Probably a good guy. Had a a nine-year relationship with the uh, MI6, which is the UK's secret intelligence service. They also have... I learned that recently. So 
the UK has MI6, which is basically like their CIA. Yeah. But then they also have MI5, which you would probably compare to the FBI and the CIA. Oh, it's shit. supposed to be like domestic and everything oh, else. Really? MI6 is like international. Bro, I feel like they're not nearly as scary because they're talking in their accents. I just like... Yeah, they're not scary. <laughs> but, James, okay, but, but what about James Bond? I was about to say, which one did he belong to? <laughs> Shoot. I think James Bond was an MI6 agent. What was what was James Bond's number? Double, double, double 007. 007. Yeah. 007. What, what about the other six? Shit, dude. Or the ones better? after seven. All the damn James Bond movies that they have made over the years, do they explain any of the other numbers? Like any of the other double O's? I've, I, dude, I don't know, Does but I thought that, another spy? and I actually think that James Bond isn't a person, but it's an identity yeah, of it's, a specific it's a agent, right? Yeah, it's a title. Golly. That's why it's been passed down over to all the different actors. They that just, makes they've sense. They've taken over the title. That makes sense. There Joel. was like a big thing when they, the last one, when they made a female James Bond. I think, I think they it was the last female one. James Bond? Yeah, I think she was the last. This Jamie? Jamie Bond? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what her name but is. But like. People got all mad because they're like, James Bond is not a female. Dude, if you re- if you are getting that, if you would get that worked up about a James Bond film. Right. Um, I was like, dude, it's just a movie, bro. Come on. And it's, it's British. Like, <laughs> Why do you care so much? Why do you much? care so much? <laughs> Oi, bro. Okay, so basically, Jamed Hamashid, uh, read that too fast. Jamshid Hamshidi, the guy who had a relationship with MI6 and was an Iranian arms dealer. Uh, told Gary Sick, who is a American academics analyst of the Middle Eastern Affairs, uh, met with the CIA director William Casey and Roar Furmach while staying at the Mayflower Hotel in Washington, D.C. in March 1980. Hashimi claimed Casey was aware of his contacts in Iran and wanted to discuss the American hostages held there. He told Sick that he that he then reported the meeting to his, quote, intelligence contact Charles Kogan, then senior official within the CIA's uh, de- directorate of operations Hashimi the arms dealer later testified that he was alone with Casey and de- denied telling Sick and Frumark was present and that the meeting with Casey occurred in July 1980 the House October Surprise Task Force concluded that there was no credible evidence to support the allegations the task force said that Hashimi was the only source of the story, that he provided no evidence to substantiate the allegations, that there were major inconsistencies in his story to different parties, and that there was credible documentary and testimonial evidence inconsistent with his allegations. Let's start there for a second. Yeah. If I'm working within this task force, and I also know that the people that this effectively foreign agent is making claims against is the people that I work with, right? It says that he met with the director of the CIA and multiple other like high ups within the CIA. And it's like, Oh, your story is inconsistent with what our guys at the CIA are saying that you allegedly talked to. It seems like such an easy way to just like get out of it. Right. Yeah. Not saying it's not true. I'm just asking questions here in 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 forms of statements. Maybe I should start. Maybe I actually should start asking questions. Maybe I should actually start yeah, no, asking questions. Problem. I think it's a problem. I think people need to start asking more questions. So they basically said that this first meeting just didn't happen. And- I think that they were saying that, uh, that there was a major inconsistency in the story and there was a credible. But like in the terms of like the whole like, trial, they, like they just yeah they they said that he did happen. not provide okay. actual evidence to support that. 
But if I'm a CIA agent talking to an MI, uh, someone who's working with the MI6, there shouldn't be a record of us talking in the first place. (laughs) There There shouldn't be. There should be no record of it. Okay. That was uh, March of 1980 um, when the meeting had uh, allegedly happened. March 21st, 1980. uh, Hashimi and his brother Cyrus meet at the latter's home. So arms dealer and his brother meet at arms dealer's house. I would assume to have a discussion about what they discussed with the CIA directors. Um, Spring of 1980. So this is... April yeah i guess so this is probably like one month later spring of 1980 in an october 1990 interview james sashimi told gary sick he was introduced to donald Gregg, a u.s national security council aide with connections to george bush uh, reagan's vice president nominee at cyrus sashimi's office in new york city in the spring of 1980 jamshid told sick that he and cyrus had lunch with greg at a restaurant near cyrus's office where they discussed the contacts they were underway between the brothers and the u.s government back to the house october surprise task force the house october surprise task force said that they found no credible evidence that greg met with the hashimis and noted that jamshid recanted the allegations in testimony stating he had never met with greg after Jamshid's testimony denying that he told Sick that he met with Greg, he told Sick that the person he met with was actually Robert Gray. Um, Robert Gray. There is no link so to this. They individual. told him that he met a completely different person than he remembered. No, he. I think he said like he recanted his take uh, at some point, and then was like, "Oh no, I actually met with this guy." Let me go. Yes, he told. Yes, so he he they in the the task committee said that there's hey, there's no evidence that you met with this guy. And then in 1990, in an interview with a reporter, he said that he met with somebody else. Okay. Um, yeah, he told Sick that the person he met with was actually Robert Gray. The task force concluded that Jamshid Hashimi's quote recent statements about his matter as totally devoid of credibility and probative of a tendency to modify his allegations to conform to subsequent revelations which are inconsistent with those allegations. Sounds like a lot of legal legal talk. That's a lot of big words. It does, and what type of evidence are they even looking for? Like, is there paperwork that's supposed to be filled out for meeting other people? Is there... That's a good question, because like, I don't... Like, are supposed to take a selfie? Like, with, right. You know? I, don't, I don't know if, like, at that time, how you would actually have... Like, unless... Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you would you would private, provide evidence. I mean, I guess you could, like... You know, if you... I mean, the smoking gun would be, like, having a recording yeah. of them stating their name. Or whatever. I mean, probably back then enough would just be like, oh, that sounds like that person. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that that's evidence enough. But like, but there's no way that that an that someone with MI6 connections and a CIA agent are going to leave any trail of anything in convert in 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 talking conversation. Like that was the whole point was to meet in person to have a discussion. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, it's like the same thing when. Um, you know, like when Watergate came out and the big Watergate scandal, when they were talking to the guy, they had like, they had to keep that super, super under wraps. And they were meeting in person in parking lots, just talking verbally to each other. <laughs> they weren't writing anything down. I mean, like, it just seems, I mean, none, none of this is too crazy yet. Yeah, he could be lying about everything so far about this meeting with people. But it's just very, it's just very hard to just like brush it all off just because there's no evidence of two very 
multiple very very secretive people meeting with each other and having discussions so man i'm sorry to change the subject but this juice this is delightful yeah <laughs> oh, man. give it a review i'm gonna say this is about a this is about an eight out of ten uh, nice. If it was a little sweeter, it'd be a little, little higher. Brand and name of it? It's Whole Foods brand, hundred percent cold pressed juice, citrus God. refresh. Dude, this is a twelve ninety nine for twelve fluid <laughs> ounces or something like that. Probably <laughs> something like that. Probably honestly, not made but, with bugs. Yeah, but it's like you know, it's, it's like I feel I feel healthy drinking it because it got the ginger in it. Ooh, that oh, ginger yeah. is like. Rumbling around in my tummy, dude. Yeah. Ginger makes me feel healthy. Mint yeah. makes me feel healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have an October surprise here. <laughs> it is orange. It is orange. Hey, true. You better look out. I'm gonna start using that term. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't stop thinking about it. Giving your girl an October surprise. <laughs> there you go. All right, last week of July 1980, at a meeting in Madrid arranged by the Hashimi brothers, that includes Robert Gray. A man identified as Donald Gregg and Mahdi Karabi, an Iranian politician. William Casey says that if Iran could assure that American hostages were well-treated until their release and were released as a, quote, gift to the new administration, quote, the Republicans would be most grateful and would give Iran its strength back. Karubi says he has, quote, no authority to make such a commitment. Interesting. So this is when, (laughs) this is the part of the story that kind of gets into the Iran-Contra deal. And I think that when we do an episode at a later date, we can, like, kind of extend it out and start talking more about the Iran-Contra deal. But not to ruin the surprise, but basically... October surprise. Reagan was selling arms to Iran... And in exchange, that money was being used to train um, Contras in Nicaragua, which they were trying to basically like overthrow that government and push out communism. And that's when you started getting like um, you started seeing the war on drugs because we were flying in uh, cocaine from South America and Nicaragua and Central America back to the United States with some of the money that we were using to train them. But then they were just like. We really don't want to fight. We kind of just want to sell drugs. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Lots but that does raising. But that does tie into it, which then makes you think, huh, well, maybe this is a little bit substantial that these people would just free these things and then we start selling them guns. But Where the government can go sell shipment loads of cocaine and if I get fucking $5 wrong on my taxes, they, you are they, fucked. the IRS comes for me. It, you, I will say, you probably could get away with a lot more tax fraud. And I'm not saying, look, look nobody in here is committing tax fraud. We are God-fearing Americans. Wait, wait, why did you taxes. say it wrong? I would never but let's just say we were. I love my country. Let's just say we were committing tax fraud in Fortnite. Yeah. We in could, you could probably get away with it so much easier in, 19, in, in the 80s. Oh, man. 100%. Yeah. A bajillion percent, dude. Like before all the inter- like the, all the computers and all the technology blew up, you should be like it's so be, be so easy to lie. I don't even think they had credit cards. So like if if you were just paying cash for everything, yeah, oh, no, dude, no. Exactly. Dude, there's no way, dude. I wonder how much if you could, like, I would not be surprised if there was. There's been an ins- there was l- more tax fraud back then just because there was no way oh, of actually yeah. doing 100%. it. And I wonder how much wealth has been generated by individuals who are committing tax fraud 30, 40 years ago. 
I feel like the only that would be an interesting yeah. number. I feel like there was a lot of a lot more intentional tax fraud and probably oh, a yeah. lot more unintentional tax fraud as well. True, people That's trying true. to do their own taxes, bro. I would be lost without TurboTax. Oh my know, god, I, I would not be able to do that. We should see if they'll sponsor this episode. Hey, TurboTax and tax fraud things. accidentally. Get Turbo Talk to a representative in minutes for fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, dude, they scammed me, bro. On the, uh, oh the first time God. I, the first time I ever did my taxes, when I, um, I as an independent contractor, uh, I was my first ever time because I had to do it manually since I didn't have a W two anymore. So <laughs> I was going through TurboTax and I'd never done it. And all every like third slide, like every third page would be the like try our TurboTax Premium Max or something like that for, <laughs> or it's like it's like do it now and it didn't say a price. So I was like okay, because I, I clicked on it. It was and no price. The price didn't change. They changed the price at the very end. Scam. How man. how scammy, dude. Oh, by the way, you're going to have to pay 60 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, since you already used it to, fi- to finish your taxes, you have Bruh. to pay. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, I got Bruh. I got scamazed. You can't. So I'm I, this year I'm filing my taxes on paper. I'm not doing TurboTax because if you, set, if you sell one stock, even if you lost money, so that's the thing. If you if you are selling shares of a company, even if you take a loss, if you buy a stock for a hundred dollars and you sell it for one dollar, you still have to report that on your taxes as a loss. Right. On TurboTax, if you sell one share, they charge you for the tax form for Whoa. capital gains and losses. Seriously? So you have to. So 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 basically, Dude. if you, you have to pay an additional like forty dollars to tell the government. Through TurboTax, that you lost ninety dollars. Oh it's nuts. Gosh, it is insane. nuts. I think that if you were really, really smart, I think you might. I'm not a. This is not financial advice, but I think that in some circumstances, you could technically use the cost of TurboTax as a tax write-off. Oh. Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm making that and up. The next year's taxes or that current. The current okay. well, oh, oh no, yeah, wait, that's a good point because then <laughs> because you're fi- you're paying it this year for the taxes that you filed. La- yes, you'd maybe be able to file just the, the cost of you file. sixty dollars back a whole year later. Just yeah, you just recycle it, dude. Yeah. Or or I just I just thought about this. So you can fill out all of your taxes like on TurboTax except for that section. Yes, unless you skip around, and then you can print the PDF of what you have, and then just use that information to fill in the blanks on the regular like when you're oh yeah that's right like so it could file it all for you in the way it's supposed to and then you just copy it over and then add on your uh, that's what i should do dude that's sorry i'm a genius you are a genius dude (laughs) now that is not legal advice it's not um... jp's my accountant now (laughs) oh buddy Um... i got news for you (laughs) you're gonna like i'm gonna mess something up all right, so so the so the gift from the new administration that whole discussion happened in uh, July of 1980. Uh, about uh, this is about August 12th, 1980. Um, uh, Karubi again. This is the Iranian politician. Karubi meets again with Casey, saying Komajini has agreed to the proposal. So this is the agreement that. Hey, maybe you guys should free these prisoners, and we'll help you out. Be nice. 
Casey agrees the next day, naming Cyrus Hashimi as a middleman to handle the arms transactions. More meetings are set for October. Cyrus Hashimi purchases a Greek ship and commences arms deliveries valued at $150 million from Israeli port of Eilat to Barar Abbas. When you said Greek ship, I just pictured one of those, like... Old big wooden ships <laughs> cruising out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah they, they were they were pe- they were peddling AK forty sevens on like what you would like bury a Viking on. <laughs> Got like fifty people rowing it. A Greek ship. Fifty million dollars worth of AK forty seven. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they were necessarily. Well, actually, they might have. But but that's the thing is Probably we weren't making majority. I'm. I, aren't the, wait no if it what didn't isn't the AK forty seven an Israeli rifle. I think the AK-47 is a Russian rifle. No, no, it's, it is Israeli, I think. I think you're right, yeah. Dude, let's look it up. I got you. AK-47. Dude, that's such a crazy gun. Also, how the fuck do you make a gun? That was a good question. It is a Soviet assault rifle. Ah, I thought so. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's look. There's var- So there's variants of the AK. Okay. Uh... All those like solid gold AK 47s that like the cartel has and stuff. Y'all seen all the fancy guns they have? Oh, dude, the IMI Galil is a variant of the AK. I did not know that. So they might have, dude, that might have been the guns they were using. She. I don't know, dude. Some weapons expert is going to be like, actually, um, actually, <laughs> um, actually, it was the M1 Garand that they were using, <laughs> and actually, uh, there were no guns because uh, we did this. Did not happen. <laughs> Ronald Reagan is the best president of the all time. Um, actually, you are completely wrong, sir. <laughs> uh, according to CIA or CIA sources, Hashimi receives a seven million dollar commission. Casey is said to have used an aide named Tom Carter in the negotiations. So this guy basically middlemaned one hundred fifty million dollars worth of guns and got seven million dollars back out of it. <laughs> that's like a that's like four that's like a four or five percent cut. Hey, that's pretty slick. Yeah. Shoot, give me a little bit of that. I'll start running drugs. <laughs> drugs, Dude, guns, whatever. Is nice, but yeah. when there's 150 million involved, uh, right? Yeah, 150. I'm middlemanning it. Yeah, yeah. you're you're middlemanning 150 million dollars worth of guns to, and while also doing it under the cover of, uh, I don't know, Reagan era conspiracy, <laughs> and you're only getting four percent. Bro, could you imagine being a drug smuggler? Like flying in a dang plane, dude. You need to watch. Coke. You need to watch American Made. Have you seen that? Nah, I've, I've seen you it seen advertised. That. Dude, Tom Cruise flying a plane, delivering drugs, Iran Contra deal. Sounds like please a go good watch time. it, dude. That might be what we have to watch before the next episode because that is study fire. Up. Yes, study yes, we'll up. watch it. We'll Love watch Tom it Cruise. I can't believe how short he is. All right, so that was August 12th, September, September 22nd, 1980, Iraq invades Iran. Late September 1980, so probably like a week later. And an expatriate Iranian arms dealer named Hushang Levy claims he met with Richard Allen, the Reagan campaign's national security expert, Bud McFarlane, and Lawrence Silberm, <laughs> co-chairman of Ronald Reagan's foreign policy advisory during the campaign, and discuss the possible exchange of F-4 parts. The F-4 is a plane. Is a plane, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, it's like a fighter jet. Uh, exchange of F-4 parts for American hostages, but Lavi says they asserted they, quote, were already in touch with the Iranians themselves. Hmm. Why well, I think they were talking to them. <laughs> I mean, like, granted... 
granted, obviously, like, you will be in, like, somebody should be in contact with them of how we're going to get them out. But it should probably not be the campaign manager's for the governor of California yeah. running for president. It should probably be the president's people. Wait, did Jimmy Carter die? I knew he was in the hospital. Did he die? Recently? I think he did, yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago. No way, dude. Yeah. If that. he did, I'm going to feel so bad. I think he just went into hospice, better. though. Yeah, but you know how quick it goes after hospice. Yeah. So I'm thinking, that was a couple of months ago. I think, I think he may still be alive. Please. I, think, I feel like I heard it like really recently, like a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Do, 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 dead air. <laughs> Come on. Alive. Please. I mean, Google isn't giving me a died. <laughs> yes. That's oh, valid. There we go. That, okay. yeah, that's valid. Still alive. It says age 98 years. <gasps> All right. We're praying for you, Jimmy. You're going to make it out of this. Jimmy, I hope you get better. I'll think about you before Jimmy. I go to bed tonight, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, I'll be thinking about you before bed tonight, Jimmy. You should have won that election, damn it. I love All you, right. Jimmy. October 15th through October 20th, meetings are held in Paris between emissaries of the Reagan-Bush campaign with Casey as, quote, key participant and, quote, high-level Iranian and Israeli representatives. Hmm. Interesting. These people who are just running a campaign are... Meeting with these high-level executives and key participants. October 21st, Iran, for reasons not explained, abruptly shifts its position in secret negotiations with the Carter administration and disclaims, quote, further interest in receiving military equipment. So the Carter campaign is like, so you guys just like, wait, all of a sudden you guys want guns? (laughs) And I would not be surprised if the Carter administration had no clue that they were meeting with, with Reagan at the time, or the Reagan administration at the time either, but... Or maybe I should ask the question. Do you guys think they knew? This all sounds very illegal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, a bajillion percent. <laughs> sounds very shady. Do you think the Carter administration would have known? That they were talking to Reagan's administration yeah. as well? I feel like if they were smart, they should have assumed so no matter what. Because, I mean, they're doing it. Why the heck wouldn't true. the Reagan administration also be doing it? But that that's true. But the uh, but the Reagan administration didn't have like the the level of federal intelligence and control that the Carter administration would have had. So they were they they would have been doing it without the help of the feds. Yeah. Well, true. okay, but that's not necessarily true because Bush Senior used to work for the CIA, mm-hmm. and he was high level in the CIA. So now, if he's running for vice president, he probably still has ends to one hundred percent. He does into the CIA. So maybe the Carter administration probably knew their ties, but I would assume that they did not have the full, they they very likely did not have the full scope that they were meeting with Iranian officials. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like a stretch. Like imagine if during, imagine if during, well, that's that, I mean, that's Carter. I was going to say like, imagine if during the Obama administration, if, if Trump had ran against Obama during his Obama's elected second term, would we have assumed that Donald Trump was communicating with the Russians at that time or with Chinese officials at that time? Mm-hmm. Like that seems like such a stretch, even if he has the political power or like the political monetary sway to do so. But they might have, they might've thought that. Uh, where are we now? 
Oh, yeah. So they wanted. So Iran came back to the Carter administration and was like, yeah, we kind of want some of this equipment. October 21st through 23rd, Israel secretly ships F 4 fighter aircraft tires to Iran in violation of the U.S. arms embargo, and Iran disperses the hostages to different locations. January 20th, 1981, hostages are formally released into United States custody after spending 444 days in captivity. The release takes place just minutes after Ronald Reagan is sworn in as president. Wow. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. That was quick. (laughs) Very interesting. So this is something that I kind of wanted to touch on, and this will eventually go into um, our next episode, too. I just want to quickly, maybe not even quickly, I'll kind of get into him a little bit. Uh, so in August 1991, freelance writer Danny Casolaro, among others, claimed to be almost ready to expose the alleged October surprise conspiracy when he suddenly died a violent death in a hotel bathtub in Martinsburg, Ooh. West Virginia. Wow. They basically found him in a bathtub in his hotel and in both of his wrists were slit mm-hmm. um raising suspicions he appeared to be traveling on leads for his investigation into the inslaw affair his death was ruled a suicide so danny casolaro june 16th 1947 to august 10th 1991 was an american freelance writer who came to public attention in 1991 for the reasons that we just listed um his wrist slashed 10 to 12 times the medical examiner ruled it his death a suicide so I, i'm not going to read the rest of his wikipedia page maybe we can do that um, next time, but basically, um, Danny Casolaro at the time had already written some reports on there. There was like a piece of software that the um, I think the CIA was operating, um, but basically it was just like a super intelligent software. Like think about it as like the back door to other countries. So they were selling this like very very high level security software to other countries while also using it as a backdoor into those other countries so like we, like so like we would sell it to like poland or something like that and then we could just like basically see what they were doing the whole time Dude, that is fucking crazy. so he like so he had written about that and i think he had like why it kind of picked up was i think he had some sort of like technical background so he like kind of understood the technology behind it yeah and eventually all of that like kind of gets into like the john mcafee thing which is a whole nother fucking crazy, crazy topic of an insane person. God rest his soul. He might oh, still be alive. Wait, John McAfee? Is that a dude who was like LARPing as a, uh, uh, was it CIA agent or a Marine or something? Mm, uh, I think he might be a different guy. So, okay, so basically John, John McAfee made the McAfee security software. Oh, and then, oh, yeah. And then basically like, left the country because of tax evasion started doing a bunch of drugs said that like the cartels were after him uh might have killed his neighbor at one point had a body double would escape from jail in these various countries either through you know faking a medical emergency or paying people off but then oh my gosh but yeah so he he died like two years ago yeah and now there's this whole conspiracy that like if he used the body double once he could have used the body double no he for sure used. i think he might i think he might be definitely within quite but he was like he was also an incredibly like probably schizophrenic person but but back to danny casolero so he like you know he wrote this thing about the secret software and then he started writing about what he called the octopus which was kind of what I talked about at the beginning of the episode where Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, I, I mean, Casale- I mean, at the time, uh, at the time of Casalero's death, 
um, you know, Clinton was not president and H.W. Bush was not president yet. But that whole lineage talking about, you know, Reagan's connections with the Iran-Contra deal, Bush's connections with the CIA and being vice president, then elected president. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wrote this thing that he called the octopus. And basically it was this whole story about how a lot of these people are interconnected to these government agencies we have other nations that are conspiring with them to either overthrow nations or to do these secret backdoor dealings. And he was apparently just like so incredibly close to, to revealing all of this that somebody had to ice him. Yeah, he had a little... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said his wrist was slashed how many times? Ten to twelve times. Oh, yeah. Both arms in a bathtub. Interesting. And a lot of his close friends, from everything I read, said that it was like... I mean that's that's kind of like the weird thing of suicide is like a lot of people are like he didn't he seemed fine so like if he did kill himself I don't want to like put the credit on those people who were like he he seemed like he was okay and right. someone might have killed him it was like you never know yeah. but with that level of information and the people that you're going up against at the time it's a little sketchy that's like, a little sketchy yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it muddles the waters a little bit. That's a little sketchy. Muddies the water, not muddles the water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the, how you muddle water. Oh, there, muddle that water, boy. <laughs> Dude, I think, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. But, like, that is crazy how, like, our government just be doing stuff like this. And, like, and this is stuff that we found out about. Yeah. And, and so the government, did they, like, officially decide that none of that happened? Or Oh, I think it was the, that. I think it, the, it's so the Iran the Iran Contra deal one hundred percent happened. Yeah, we were one hundred percent confirmed selling guns to Iran to train to get money to train these Contras. The conspiracy part is that the release that specifically the release of the prisoners was part of the of the, of the effect to get Ronald Reagan elected as president. And was it determined it's... that that did happen? Or that no, there, there, there's, okay. no, there's nothing determining that that is true or not true. <laughs> so they um, said all of those meetings never happened. Yes, that is what the October Surprise Committee came to the conclusion was that there was not enough evidence to support the fact that these meetings happened, that That's Reagan crazy. was elected <laughs> to free these prisoners. And then look what Ronald Reagan did after, you know. Like, yeah. Look at like, yeah. How did that all happen? this shady stuff that he got into after he became president? I mean, <laughs> like it makes it makes it real easy to believe, dude. Um, golly, it's like crazy to think about. Like all other countries do this stuff too. Oh my god, like, dude! All the time. Israel does it all the time. France, the UK, everybody does it like all the spy, time. Spying is so crazy. Dude, there's a there's a really good podcast with is Lex Friedman interviewing a former CIA agent. Ooh. And he's talking about all of the different like intelligence groups around the world. I saw a clip from that podcast. Yeah, he was saying that in terms of like their the ability to like reach people Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, the Mossad, like Israel, right? And then for I think it's like technology, it's France. You always think of like a French spy, which is kind yeah. of interesting. And then that's what I found, that, and I told you guys a few months ago, maybe is like France has the largest uh, economic exclusive zone in the world because they have all those they have islands everywhere, <sighs> and and so they control the most body of water Gosh. in the world. For such a small, like, for, yeah, for, for like, France. land, yeah. just France. Mm-hmm. Like, you think about France. It's not like it's that a little, mega yeah, country. Yeah. That's wild to me. That is wild. 
That's pretty smart, though. Is like it if is. you just wanna if you wanna have as much grasp as you can, just like reading up on maritime law and being right. like, dang, we can just own most of the world if we <laughs> if we just take on the water. If we just colonize, if we just colonize these islanders yeah. near Australia, all right, yeah, dude. Did you know that France owns an island like off the coast of Mexico? No, I didn't know. Dude, they yeah, off the coast of Mexico, and then like to the in the Gulf as well. I think like like parts of French Polynesia, which is near Australia. There's an island that's like somewhere between Hawaii and Mexico that they own. There's something in the like a like near where the Bermuda Triangle is, like that area of the Gulf, dude. It's nuts. Like, if you if anybody's listening and has a the internet near them, you probably do. Yeah, look up France's economic exclusive zone. Um, it's pretty large, and you'll see how much stuff they own. It's weird. That is what's crazy. But yeah, but like you were saying, like all these intelligence agencies all around the world are certainly doing stuff and figuring oh, yeah. out stuff about each other and trying to influence whatever thing that they want to push forward. And yeah. I just remember it's crazy. The, I remember Pretty the, cool, like, the yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh I I just remember the clip that I saw. It was talking about um how the CIA in airports they have their own cell towers like built into the airport. So if your phone if you open your phone up and you're connected to your service provider, it goes to the signal goes first goes to the CIA's little tower that they've made and then goes to their your cell oh, tower outside wow. of the airport. So they see everything oh. that you do if you open your phone in an airport. That's crazy. Fucking that crazy. wild. Well that was probably I would imagine the attention for that was like cell phone bombs. Oh yeah, because you yeah. like I mean, calling it in from a remote location, it's gonna have to go somewhere. Right. I think those things are called stingrays. Oh, and they can put them. I this is a, this is a like confirmed real thing. It's a they're like they'll put them on top of cars and they can pursue people. Oh so like a, like like they, they will follow somebody, Dude. and it can basically bounce the signal off of that as like a repeater capture it and then send it off so i would not be surprised if like that that, if is, that would be a very very similar thing it's so crazy man like what dude how did we make this technology like what in the hell but, uh, <laughs> it, and what's weird is that i mean so much i think that a lot of that stuff some most of it probably comes out of necessity like we we're saying oh, yeah. like i was just saying like with the like with the the phone bomb thing like the cell phone bomb. Yeah. That probably came out as somewhat of a necessity. But then then you got to ask is like, okay, what what part of this is just because someone wants to take over? Yeah. yeah. Someone just, I mean, it's like, and at what point did you, like, I mean, someone could probably argue like, well, to them, that is probably a necessity. But like, probably not to a large part of the world is it a necessity. Yeah, I, mean, you know? I don't have a stingray. Yeah. Stingray <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it's, dude, it's like, uh. Also, think about like where are little like devices like that, like little towers that intercept you every oh, time you open your phone. They're probably everywhere. Yeah, like if you're, I bet, I bet around DC, everywhere in DC is like bugged like that. Oh, dude, Just, like, it's gotta be because like if we have the technology, why wouldn't we do that? Like, why wouldn't we use it everywhere? I mean, you saw it's how fucking quickly scary. <laughs> you saw how quickly they got a lot of those scumbags that st- that got inside of the Capitol. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. they were on them fast. Yeah. They were yeah. fat. Yes, they got dude. I mean, yeah. a lot. Like, 
because there was like a, there was a bunch of like the first I mean they had the January 6th committee I'm not going to get into this a whole lot but like they got a lot of people yeah. through facial recognition and then also just like yeah. internet sleuths I mean, because right. there were cameras I mean every, first off like everybody was, that was, was at recording. that thing was yeah. recording yeah, it, was it. so then all they had to do was so just smart. like look at this person's face see who these people are friends with Right. This yeah. guy's wearing the same sweatshirt, has the, the same eyes, same face, dots. boom, there he is. Easy. Crazy. But that was another thing. It was like, if they, if it wasn't for the internet sleuths, they probably would have had to like... It would have taken a lot longer. Well, that's the thing is, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, if they, I mean, because if, like, if we go back to all of these like very tragic events that have happened, and then you start, the internet picks up on it instantly. Oh, yeah. And is like... I mean, that's like the whole witch hunt thing, right? Not saying these yeah. people shouldn't have been witch hunted that stormed the Capitol, but what I'm saying is like, it's a very real response for these people to like yeah. look into these things. Yeah. If they didn't, then some bigger group, whether it be the CIA or the FBI, would have had to say, all right, guys, we used facial recognition on all of these people through all of the cameras that we have in Washington, D.C. And we, and we By just the way, come, we're everywhere. Right, we right, see right. everything you do. Yeah. Oh. Panic now. <laughs> dude, we might have get taken down off of the air. For, for, dude, for, we for might have to get on band.video or something. Bro, we're going to have to go to Rumble. We're going to have to go to Rumble, brother. I joined Don Jr. over there, buddy. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're, it's, it's okay. We're posting out on Freedom of Fi. That's what I'm talking Spotify about, brother. All about freedom. Now buy my colloid silver tincture, and it'll cure <laughs> all your COVID nineteen needs, brother. And tell you what. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, fifty three minutes. That was a lot. That was a lot of rambling. Yeah, we were rambling yeah. in. I applaud you for getting all those names out. So, uh, so pretty smoothly. good. I read through job. that. I read through that page once earlier today. Wow, I was pretty happy with myself. I'm not gonna lie. Not too bad. That was. I am usually really bad at reading out loud. I hated doing that as a kid. Oh my popcorn God. reading. I'm not yeah. good at it bro, popcorn reading. Man, f- bro. Why would they do that to <laughs> us? Don't call on me either. Like, also, just don't don't call on me, dude. Wasn't that the best though? Doing popcorn reading and looking over at your boy that you knew was yes. gonna screw it up. Yes. And you're like, All right, Jimmy, you read. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the fun part though. Yeah. Oh, dude, I remember I got, so I like, you know, I went to a Christian school and so like there, we did popcorn reading in like every class. I don't know why I brought that up, but like we had to read like Bible passages and I called, um, Pontius Pilate. I called him Pontius Pilate, like read it exactly how it's spelt. Yeah. Got laughed at by my peers and then ridiculed by my teacher bro. for making oh, people bro. laugh. I was like, bro, what He's is like, going on? I didn't on? do it on purpose. Dang. I didn't do it on purpose. I, and I, that's the thing is I didn't even realize why I was getting, right, yeah. why I was getting like yelled at until like three days later or something like that. <laughs> He's like, oh, Pilates. Damn. I also didn't know. I also didn't know that the word epitome was not epitome. Oh, oh, yeah. I was a, I was a junior in high school, and then it was written on the board, and I read it out loud, and she was like, "What did you say?" Because <laughs> I totally like in my mind, I knew that like the epitome of something is like the highest point of something, right? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, epitome is like totem. And a totem pole is very tall. <laughs> and like that was just like the natural connection <laughs> I made. Yeah. Dude. Didn't get laughed at that time. Huh. Okay. She was nice. That was a nice lady, Miss Anderson. Shout out Miss Anderson. <laughs> You're a G. 
No, uh, or if you were like reading in a book and you knew like a bad word was coming up, you'd be like, oh, yeah. you'd look Make around sure and then, really yeah, looking around and then saying it really loud. Dumbass. <laughs> Dude, all the books in the libraries, I remember there was like little rumors about like, oh, this word, this book has ass in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you oh, yeah. find it and you find an unedited copy that like You're some like, oh teacher hadn't scrubbed it out in pen with. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, dude, when they would rub that with pen. But then again, we did watch, uh, and I was like, I was like a sophomore in high school and we watched the original Romeo and Juliet movie. And there's a titty in that movie. What? And we I bet y'all wa- got lit, bro. We went crazy, bro. So like, she, my teacher knew it was coming out. She even told us beforehand, like that it was gonna happen. Like there was gonna be. A <laughs> she had to warn oh, dude, yeah. I would have been, cr- I would have been creaming. Oh, it was the first five <laughs> bro, minutes of the cra- movie. I was just crazy. like, I can't do it. I can't bro, do it. Lit. I was crazy. Hey, bro. Dude, I'd still be creaming for some Julia. Dude, <laughs> we watched. I remember we watched Gone with the Wind, and the teacher turned the volume down for the, the I don't give a damn yeah. line. Yeah. And I like, I knew that it was gonna be in that, and yeah. I just knew that that was a famous line. And I remember being like infuriated like why would you do that why would you take it out that's that's cinematic history right yeah, there why would you do that you should have just said it out loud anyway. i swear <laughs> it's the first cuss word in in um, any movie like and it wow. was a big deal at the time so why would you flirt it out his part of history lady god bless america <laughs> amen brother <laughs> Well, good episode, boys. Hell yeah. That was fun. It's good to be back. That was pretty fun. I'm glad we're back, too. <laughs> Tanner, you need to come back on more episodes. Yes. I'm always down. Dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think... Thank so, you yeah. for having me. Next episode... Next episode, we probably should go back into Iran-Contra, talk a little bit more about Casolero, why he got killed. Because oct- the octopus thing, and, and especially that software thing, is very, very interesting. Because it led to... Do you guys know about... Um, Oh, what is the company called? Pe- uh, I almost said Peloton, <laughs> not Peloton. But basically, there's a new, there's a company now. It's a publicly traded company that's basically doing the exact same thing that this Primus, Primus, something like that. That soft, that that software was doing. They're basically just, it's a publicly traded company that is all about like mass information gathering oh and data gosh. collection and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. very real thing. So it's just like it's just spawning new things, but. Yeah, Iran Contra. We'll talk more about Casolero, and then um, I don't know. We'll figure something out after that. Cool. Thanks, guys. Amazing. Good oh, episode. Yeah. Thank you, awesome. Tanner. Thank you, JP. Yes, of course. All right, everybody. That was uh, forgot the details. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Adios. <laughs>